Welcome to A Shower of Roses. I'm Jenna, your host. On this podcast, we read together the readings for the upcoming Sunday Mass in the Roman Catholic Church, so that when you walk into Mass on Sunday, you feel enlightened and empowered with the knowledge of the Gospel that you need to have a meaningful and personal experience with Christ every week. I'm Catholic, but you certainly don't have to be to listen to this podcast. The Gospel is for anyone, anywhere, at any state of life. We're so glad you're here. Welcome back to the podcast. Today is the first Sunday of Advent. Happy Liturgical New Year. Today I am joined by my friend Denise. Denise, how are you? Good, Jenna. How are you? Happy Liturgical New Year. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Denise, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and and your faith journey? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, Well, I think like a lot of people. I grew up in a Catholic home. Um, Thank God for that. I have some good examples of my life, my parents and my grandparents. Um, My grandfather is actually a retired deacon, so um, we definitely lived in a very Catholic household. Um, But yeah, it wasn't really until my freshman year of college that I really took my faith seriously and, and took it into my hands and encountered Christ in a real way. Um, at Westchester University, where I met you and a lot of wonderful people that I'm blessed to say that are very close friends of mine still, yeah. although I was only there for two years, but God knew what he was doing. And, and I think he, he really wanted me to be there and to encounter him there. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where our things kind of fell into place. And, um, yeah. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. What has life, if you don't mind me asking, like, what has it been like living out your faith post-college? Because I think that was one of the hardest transitions for me. Yeah. Yeah, it it definitely was very difficult because, um, at least for me, when I transferred um, to ESU my junior year, it was, I felt very isolated because there wasn't any type of campus or like young adult ministry. So I was kind of out there trying to figure things out for myself. Um, But honestly, through God's grace, I I just kept on persevering. And honestly, I would not be the same person that I am today if it were, if it weren't for um, like that community, that Newman center community, um, so it, it's definitely difficult, but so worth it in the end um, to have like that, to live this faith in Christ and to have that community supporting you and you supporting them. Beautiful. Yeah, agreed. So agreed. It's so necessary. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for sharing that. I was just curious. <laughs> okay. Are you ready to dive into these readings? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so the first reading Denise is going to read, it's from Isaiah chapter 2, verses 1 to 5. Okay. This is what Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest mountain and raised above the hills. All nations shall stream toward it. Many peoples shall come and say, Come, let us climb the Lord's mountain to the house of the God of Jacob, 
that he may instruct us in his ways, and we may walk in his paths. For from Zion shall go forth instruction, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and impose terms on many peoples. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. One nation shall not rise with the sword against another, nor shall they train for war again. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Mm. Anything stick out to you from that reading? Um, I think that that last line is the one that kind of just sticks out. Yeah. Um, but I think it's that imagery of, of light. Um, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Um, it's kind of like a call, um, to do more, to be more, to, to be the, the people that God has really called us to be, which is, I think, kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier. It's very difficult in this day and age to kind of see, to see that light in such a dark culture. Um, but that's what kind of comes, comes to mind um, mm. firsthand. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Like, I, I just love that imagery of, of God is light and that he radiates and that like when we're following him, we are walking in, we are walking in his light. Like we are continuing in that, you know, in his shadow, but it's not his shadow. It's his, in his light. Like yes. he, he makes us radiant. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, I love Isaiah because he's all about peace. He's like the prophet of peace. So that line where it says they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks, like, like God transforms weapons into peaceful items. Like, I think that's really, really cool Mm. imagery here. Yeah, for Um, sure. Yeah. And he's, so he's like, and we hear from him a lot through Advent. Um, because he he preaches that like the Messiah is the one that's gonna bring peace, which mm-hmm. was so counter to what people thought at the time because they were expecting the Messiah to be like this mighty, like strong, you know, muscular king that was gonna f- that was gonna like physically fight for them. And it's not like Jesus isn't, but he just does it in a in a different non Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like he just, he comes as a little baby. And if you think right. about it, babies bring so much peace. I love, I work with children. So um, whenever I see a child, I'm like, oh my gosh, like you forget about, and, and like any worries, any struggles, like you kind of just see that little one and they just bring you so much joy. And with joy, I feel like comes peace, true peace. So um, yeah. Yes, yes, good, good. Anything else you want to mention here? No, I think I think that was I think that was it for that one. Okay, so let's go to the second reading. This is from Romans chapter thirteen, verses eleven to fourteen. Brothers and sisters, you know the time. It is the hour now for you to awake from sleep. For our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is advanced, the day is at hand. Let us then throw off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us conduct ourselves properly as in the day, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in promiscuity and lust, not in rivalry and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ 
and make no provision for the desires of the flesh. Anything that stuck out to you there? Oh, that's a, this is a very, um, this is a, this is a great reading because (laughs) it kind of reminds you like, um, where it says it is an hour now for you to awake from sleep. It's, that's literally what comes to mind at first, because I feel like it's so easy to fall into this like mundane routine in our faith lives. And sometimes we forget like, this is not, this, this world is not the end and we have to work towards heaven and hopefully, um, we're doing what we need to do to hopefully one day be, be in heaven. So it's like, it's, I think it's a reminder, like you, you need to do, you need to be striving for virtue and that call, you have to answer that call every day and whatever it is, um, that God is trying to tell you. It's it's true. true. Um, what you said reminds me of the way that I, um, approach the Eucharist. That's something that I've like really been contemplating lately is like, Mm. I've been trying to actively think like when I receive the Eucharist, like, do I actively believe that this is, that this is Christ or is it me? Like, you know, when you, I kind of wrote this out once, like, when I'm singing and I look up at the, like if I'm cantering and I look up at the people coming up to communion, it usually looks more like a funeral procession than like an, a celebration, a Eucharistic celebration, which is what it's supposed to be. And like, it looks like people that are just walking, they're sleepwalking up to the altar mm. instead of like, like, if we if really we knew what this that. was, like, if you really understood that this was the body of Christ, like, how would you be acting? How would you be approaching the altar if we truly understood that? So like, yeah, I love that. Like, wake up, like, wake up. This is, this is real. Or do you not, if, do you believe like, you have to ask yourself that question? Yeah, exactly. And, um, you definitely, you, you need to surround yourself with other people that are going to call you out and say, Hey, like encourage you yep. to get to mass and get to the, like frequent the sacraments. Cause you know, we're not an island, so we need other people to encourage us and to remind us, like, hey, remember. Like, yep. <laughs> that's why it's good to have a community. Yes, it's so it's so important. Um, I love that this this one connects so nicely to the last one because of the he talks about the light again, put on the armor of light. Um, um and he's talking so about this community that clearly was dealing with some sort of like sexual, all sorts of drunkenness and all sorts of stuff here. And like, but what I love about this letter from Paul is that he doesn't use a tone of condemnation. He's like, let us put on the armor of light. He's like, we're on this together. Like you can do this. Just, you know, act, act in the night as if it were day. Conduct yourself at night as if you would, during the day I guess that's what he's saying that is awesome yeah love that okay cool shall we move on to the gospel sure all right so the gospel this week is from Matthew chapter 24 verses 37 to 44 Jesus said to his disciples 
As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. In those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day that Noah entered the ark. They did not know until the flood came and carried them all away. So will it be also at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be out in the field, one will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and one will be left. Therefore stay awake, for you do not know on which day your Lord will come. Be sure of this, if the master of the house had known the hour of night when the thief was coming, he would not have stayed awake and not let his house be broken into. So too, you also must be prepared. For an hour you do not expect, the Son of Man will come. Mm. This is interesting to me that this is the gospel that we're reading for the first uh, for the first week of Advent. Mm. Doesn't doesn't strike you as a very Adventy, yeah, you know, Christmassy tone or anything like that. Um, any yeah, any thoughts? What are you thinking when you read this one? I hope I'm not the person that gets taken away. Gets taken away. Well, right. So, well, I think you do want to be the person that gets taken because if this is the end of times, I right? Want to be taken. I don't want to be the one who stays. Right. We don't want to be left. Yeah. Left behind. Yeah. You're like, what the? What? <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> what right. did that person do that they left and I'm st- like still here? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it, it. He's definitely using like this, like shock and awe, mm-hmm. um, type of message. But in reality, I think it's the message that we need. Like, are we living as if, in like in reality, are we ready to die tomorrow? Like, if when I lay my head down at night, like, am I content with the way that I behaved mm-hmm. and and acted and thought in such a way that like. You know, if if I woke up tomorrow and that was it, like if it was the end of times and like Jesus was coming back, like, do I know where I'm going? Do I know for sure I'm the one that's getting, you know, taken back up by Jesus or or not? Yeah. Yeah. And it's um, the the part where it says. They're like, again, like awake is pretty. It's just. It's coming back up again, and, like, therefore, stay awake. It's just a, another reminder, like, you you know, just just keep pushing, like, keep moving forward, keep living your life out with Christ, keep striving for virtue and holiness, as much as it is hard, <laughs> and it gets, it, life gets distracting when you're, like, think, life can be, like, joyful, like, he's talking about marriage and, like, drinking and eating, like, all these good things. Right. But you can't forget what are what are we living for like what is the ultimate goal and in our lives is to get to heaven and we can't again like forget and get caught up with just the you know the good things or the not so good things yeah right like the the distractions of the world which is why it's so important to surround yourself with people like we were talking about earlier who who are going to keep you focused on that Go mm-hmm. like keep you awake and keep you alert and and not distract you from 
from that end goal, which is heaven. Nothing else matters. Everything, everything else is temporary. Like everything here is temporary. Yeah. And the, it's all going to end. Like it's all going to end someday. Whether, you know, whether you know, you die or Jesus, Jesus pack, um, you know, it's all inevitably going to, going to come to an end at some point. So we got to be, we got to be ready. We got to be con- content with the way that we've acted. And if not, then that means I need to get my booty to, confession yes yes ma'am which is right super important during advent it's a really good time to go to confession if you have not been Mm -hmm. in a while um does your my parish does like an advent confession service so they'll have like a dozen priests all over the church and it's like a big like but like it's a big night because they Mm -hmm. like bring in all these priests because they know that everyone knows this is like Advent is preparing our hearts to receive Jesus. Yeah. And so if I'm not ready, like I got to get myself ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It definitely, as much as much as this, the readings can be when you read them, it's like some. I don't want to say scary, but like it's kind of like it provokes you to like think and and take action. I think it in a way. It is an appropriate reading for Advent because we are preparing for the Lord to come. Yep. And um, and it's that reminder for confession. My parish is like the similar, something similar, like the, the parishes in our, um, in our local area do like a weekly confession and the priests from all the priests from the local parishes go to that one. Yeah. They take turns. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Love that. So Miss Denise, do you have a challenge for us? For this week, what do you think? Yeah, um, I think my challenge would be, um, again, going back to community. Surround yourself with, you know, a couple, even if it's just one or two friends that you can, um, you know, remind each other, get to confession, encourage each other to to get to mass and and frequent the sacraments and and. Um, just, just keep persevering and, and put that armor of light in whatever way God is calling you that in in that time. Um, you know, keep pushing forward because we can't stay still, you know, we can't get comfortable. So surround yourself with people that will remind you of that. Yeah. Amen. Preach. Well, preach it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks so much for doing this, girl. I really appreciate appreciate it. it. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode. And it would be awesome if you could give us a good rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. Those ratings help us get this message of the gospel out to as many people as possible. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at A Shower of Roses and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash A Shower of Roses podcast. You can also check out A Shower of Roses podcast.com for more information about the show or to send us an email or feedback. We'll see you back here next Wednesday. God bless you and have a great week.